You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 101. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Well, hey there, Amy here. Welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. As always, I'm absolutely thrilled that you've tuned in. Now, I cannot believe it's taken me 101 episodes to get my special guest today, Michael Hyatt, on my show. Shame on me. I should have reached out to him a whole lot sooner. And I thought about this and I realized I think I have been subconsciously nervous about interviewing Michael. I mean, let's face it, the guy's a big deal and I didn't want to mess this up. However, when I got my hands on his brand new book, Living Forward, I absolutely fell in love with the topic and I thought, that's it. I've got to invite him on the show to talk about this book and just about life planning in general. And thankfully, he said yes. Now, before we get into the topic at hand today, I have to admit something that's a little bit awkward, but you just got to stay with me here. I absolutely love my family. However, sometimes I wish I was a Hyatt. Now, I know I'm terrible, but it's the truth. Over the years, I have really become friends with Michael and his lovely wife, Gail, and their five daughters who I just think are fantastic. And there might have been a few occasions when I've asked Gail if maybe she would adopt me so I could be sister number six. And for the record, more than once, she has said yes. So technically, I'm a Hyatt. And so it's just like today, I'm just interviewing one of my family members. No big deal. All right. Are, we, are you with me? I know a little creepy, but it's true. I have asked to be adopted by the Hyatt family. So today's topic is extra special because it reminds me of my Tony Robbins days. So much of my time spent at Robbins was creating content and a lot of the content was around designing a life and a business that you absolutely love. And so when I got my hands on this book, I thought this is so in alignment with everything that I learned at Robbins. But then what Hyatt does is he takes it one step further and it's incredibly actionable. So I got really excited about the book and I want you to hear Michael talk about some of the key principles in this book. So Michael wrote the book with his co-author, Daniel Harkavy. And again, it's called Living Forward and it's all about creating your life plan. Now, Michael and Daniel say that we often plan out key elements of our life but rarely our whole life. Now, here's what I love about the book. As I mentioned, it's actionable. And not only that, you can take action with your life plan in one day. Now, Michael will explain how that actually works when we get into the interview. Also, I feel like this interview is extra special because you'll get to hear Michael's personal notes from his own life plan, specifically related to how he wants to be remembered by his tribe, which is all of us, and by his wife. It's pretty special. Plus, I love when people give me examples before I dive in and do it myself. And that's exactly what Michael does in this interview. So I won't make you wait any longer. Let's go ahead and dive in. Michael Hyatt, thank you so much for being on the show. I cannot believe it's been a hundred or so episodes and you've never been on my show. I can't believe it either. I mean, you're such a delight and I really appreciate you having me on. 
It's going to be a lot of fun. This is a huge, huge treat for me. So again, thank you for being here. We're going to dive right in. Congratulations on your brand new book, Living Forward. Thank you so much. I've never been more excited about a book. I've written several, but this is the one I'm really the most excited about. It's pretty special for sure. And I want to talk about some of the key principles inside the book. But before we get there, tell me what you hope readers will take away from Living Forward. Well, I think it's kind of the idea that they that people would stop being passive, stop being victims, stop blaming everything else on their life and stop drifting and really start designing a life that they would love, being intentional and creating the outcomes in every area of their life so that they not only win at work, which is important to all of us who are entrepreneurs especially, but to also succeed at life. And life is more than work. Which is a really good reminder. I think we all need to hear a little bit more often. Okay, so my audience might be thinking, listen, I am right in the thick of trying to figure out my lead magnet and my funnels and my webinars I don't really have time for a big life plan right now. So why is it so important to take the time to create this life plan that you've been talking about? Well, it's a great question. And for me, webinars are critically important. You taught me that. Lead funnels, lead magnets, all of that is important. But the truth is that life is interconnected. And a failure in one area can reverberate and cascade into the other areas of our life. So for example, If we start having trouble in our marriage or with our health or with one of our kids, you know, that has a profound impact on our work and whether or not we can be engaged at work and whether we can be productive and focused. And when those other areas of our life are going pretty well, we're really able to get focused on our work and and do a bang up job. So I, I think it's critically related to the overall quality of our work. And if we don't attend to it, it could derail our work. So very true. When I work with Tony Robbins, one of the things he talked about a lot was usually When we are doing an amazing job firing on all cylinders in one area of our life, usually there's one area of our life that's really struggling. It doesn't get our focus. It's not getting our time. And basically, you usually see that in most people's lives. But now that you've kind of gotten in pretty deep with this life plan, when you hear that, do you think that's true? Or do you think something like a life plan can kind of help balance it out? Yeah, I would say that a life plan can definitely help uh, balance it out. What, what you really want to know is that these other areas of your life are handled so you're not just drifting. And one of the things that Daniel and I, my, my co-author Daniel Harkavy and I say in the book, is that no one ever drifted to a destination they would have chosen. Ooh, and that's good. You've met my wife, Gail, of course. Love that and woman. When we had been married about 10 years, we decided to take a vacation in Hawaii. And we'd never been, we didn't have much money. We cashed in all of our airline miles, but we got there and we needed to do something for free. And so we noticed that the hotel was offering snorkeling lessons for free. So we went to the pool, we got checked out. They took us to the reef. We were blown away. And so we decided with a little money that we had, we could rent two sets of snorkeling gear for 10 bucks. And we would just snorkel for the rest of the week because we loved it. So the next morning we went to the lagoon that was adjacent to the hotel the water was absolutely calm, not a wave, hardly. Yeah. Uh, very clear. We put on our snorkeling gear and we got into the to the ocean. And I mean, we were totally captivated, mesmerized by all the different species of fish and the seaweed, you know, gently swaying in the sunlight. And we just got distracted and just caught up in it. About 45 minutes later, I decided to pull my head up and just look around. And to my horror, 
we had got we were caught in a riptide and we were way out to sea. The hotel looked like a little postage stamp. Okay, off no, that would yes. freak me out so oh, much. I, we were so freaked out, and and Gail lifted her head up. She shrieked. She said, "What are we going to do?" <laughs> and so, fortunately, we had a boogie board, and I said, "We got to swim like crazy." And so we didn't. We weren't even smart enough to know you can't swim against a riptide. But I guess by that time it had shifted. So we swam like crazy for about forty-five minutes to an hour. Finally got to the shore, pulled ourselves up, and collapsed. And we hadn't been snorkeling until last fall was the first time we'd been snorkeling since that experience. But the point of that story is that this is how most people live life. You know, it's not like they, you know, set out to, to get caught in a riptide or they don't set out to have a bankruptcy or end up in a separation or a divorce or a health crisis. They just drift there. And it's when we get distracted, when we get overwhelmed. And if you're not careful, if you're giving all your attention to your business and not attending to these other things and you're just drifting, these other things can create an enormous business crisis because you have to take your eye off the ball and you can't give appropriate a level of attention to your business because now you're having to fix something that got broken because you didn't give it the intention you should have at the beginning. Drifting is such an important topic to talk about because I know my audience is always telling me how they are getting distracted from their core focus or core values. They always are working on something where they think they should be focusing on something else. So they're getting pulled in a million directions. Like you said, they're overwhelmed, distracted, unaware of where they should be focusing. So hopefully you can help us today. Tell me, how do we stop drifting? Yes. Okay. First of all, I think it's just having the intention, just saying, you know what? This is a wake up call. And don't be like I did back um, in the early 2000s when I was working, trying to turn around a division at a corporation, Thomas Nelson Publishers, where I was a, at that time a divisional manager. And for 18 months, we took a division that was number 14 out of 14 to number one, wow. but at a cost, at a cost. Mm. I ended up in the emergency room three times that year. What? Thinking that I was having a heart attack. I wasn't, it was acid reflux. But the last time my cardiologist looked at me and he said, look, I don't know what's going on in your life, but he said, if you don't start making some changes and reduce the stress, you're going to end up here for real. And he said, you talk about something that's going to interrupt your life and derail everything else you're doing, that will do it. So it was at that point that I decided um, to, to hire an executive coach. It happened to be Daniel Harkavy, who's my co-author. And very first thing he taught me was how to do a life plan. And I started getting intentional about my life. and. Um, not everything turned around immediately, but pretty fast, a lot faster than I, I would have thought. You know, I started getting in shape, started getting back to the basics of my marriage, all that stuff. But it began with that life plan. And it's still essentially the same kind of plan that I followed back then is what we recommend in the book. And that's answering these three really powerful questions, uh, questions that are designed to give us clarity, courage, and commitment so that we can create the life we want. Stop drifting and create the life we want. Okay, you got to give them to me. Okay. <laughs> so that was designed to just... That was so good. You're, you're teasing me here. <laughs> okay, so question one, this is the question of clarity, and it's this. How do you want to be remembered? Now, kind of the lie of our culture is that you're going to live forever. You know, I mean, until I was 30, I kind of thought I was immortal. Oh, yeah. And, and then you start realizing that, gosh, I'm putting on a few more pounds and... I'm not feeling as great as I used to, and my marriage is not quite as exciting as it was during the honeymoon. And so you kind of go through all that stuff. And um, realizing that you're going to die sounds kind of morbid, and I suppose in one sense it is, but it's also very clarifying. 
my father-in-law died in 2005. He was an Air Force colonel, had an amazing career, an amazing life. His children adored him. I was his son-in-law. I adored him. He always made time for me, um, asked me important questions, gave me guidance, both business and personal, and it was fantastic. But what I noticed after the funeral, Amy, was that we all came back to my house, and it was all the family and the close friends and everything, and there were all these conversations. We were looking through photos, and we were laughing, we were crying, we were telling stories, but we were talking about this man's legacy and its impact on our life. Mm. And, and it, a couple things dawned on me. One is that, you know, we think of a legacy as something that, you know, Abraham Lincoln had a legacy. Right. Bill Gates will have a legacy. But little old me, I'm not going to have a legacy. But the truth is, all of us will have a legacy. A legacy is inescapable. It's only a question of whether it's going to be a good legacy or a bad legacy. And I realized with his life that he had an enormously positive legacy. But I also realized that those conversations that were being had around his life were conversations that we could engineer now for eventually that day when we'll all pass. And that got me really excited because I thought, you know, when I first heard this, I thought, man, I don't know what people would say if I died, you know, what, what would Gail say? What would the kids say? But I want them to say good things. Yes. You know, I want them to have great memories. And so the first exercise is how do you want to be remembered? And we, we ask you to get really clear about that and create this series of legacy statements. Like how do I want my spouse to remember me? How do I want my kids, my friends? I've even got one for my followers, for people that listen to my podcast. You know, I'm very specific about what, um, how I want to be remembered by them. Will you share it with us? Yeah, I okay. will. I think I'm going to have to pull it up here. Okay. Take your time. I will. That's a good one. So you're saying like all areas of your life. I'm just thinking like what my husband would say or my mom would say or my son. But you're saying just in all these different areas of your life, you can, you can decide now how you want to be remembered and how you want them to feel about you when you're gone. Yeah. And the reason you do this is because once you get clear on that, you know, Stephen Covey said, start with the end in mind. And once you get clear on this, then you can begin to engineer how you are what you're becoming, the actions you're taking so that they lead to this outcome. But um, these different constituents in your life plan can be anything you want. But I have one called my followers. And here's what this says. I want them to remember my transparency, authenticity, and generosity. I want them to remember how I exceeded their expectations and gave them compelling, life-changing content and resources. And most of all, I want them to see in me a role model with a life worth emulating. Okay. First of all, that's excellent. And that definitely, you know, I'm a huge fan. So that is you to a T, but imagine how powerful that is. If you read that every time you recorded a new podcast or wrote a new blog post or whatever it might be getting that into your body first, I feel like that would make a huge difference. Oh my gosh, it it does. And and of course we recommend that you review this stuff on a regular basis, you know, initially daily and then um, weekly and then ultimately quarterly, but, but to let this be the rudder on your ship so that you don't just drift aimlessly through life, but that you've got a direction and an intention and a purpose. So that's the first question. Okay. How do I want to be remembered? Yep. Okay. The second question, super powerful. What's most important to you? Now, here's why this is important. You probably know what is important to Hobie. Yeah. You probably know what's important to your parents. What you don't have a boss, but if you did have a boss, what's important to the boss or what's important to your followers? But the question is really what's important to you. And to be somebody who is a person of priorities, 
who makes decisions based on priorities. And one of the things that you and I share in common, I know this about you, is that we're recovering people pleasers, <laughs> right? You're a little bit further along than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's hard for us to say no. It is. But, but one of the keys to success is you got to be able to say no to the things that are non-essential and yes to the things that are absolutely essential because it's, it's kind of a zero-sum game. You can't say no to one thing or yes to one thing without saying no to something else. You just, you know, time is not elastic. And so to come up with a list of priorities, to know what's first, what's second, what's third, and so forth, and near the top of the list, I put myself because it's kind of like, um, when you get on an airplane and they do the public service announcement, and they say, you know, in the unlikely event of uh, loss of cabin pressure, you know, put on the oxygen mask first before you attempt to help somebody else. Yes. And so many people do not get involved in appropriate self-care. They put themselves last. They think for some reason, you know, that's, you know, better, that they need to serve everybody else. And then they wonder why they burn out, why they feel overwhelmed, why they get angry because everything else is a priority over themselves. And I feel like I'm not of any use to anybody else unless I'm taking care of myself. So I'm a, I'm a high priority. But I'll give you an example of where this, you know, push comes to shove and where priorities make sense. Back in the recession, I was the CEO of Thomas Nelson Publishers. And our company had been a public company. We were uh, acquired by private equity right before the recession. And of course, when the recession hit, like a lot of businesses, we were dependent upon um, consumer retail and our business was suffering and we were, you know, it's hand to hand combat. We're just trying to, you know, keep the ship afloat. And it was tough. It was grueling work, long hours, all of that. So it came time for my vacation. I told the board I was going to take a vacation. Gail and I were going to go to Colorado to the mountains and just take a, a week, be offline and chill. Nice. So you know, I, I told them it was coming and everybody was in agreement. No big deal. We left on Friday and we landed in Dallas to change planes to go to Denver and then drive up to the mountains. So in Dallas, I checked email for the last time, I thought, uh, before we got to the mountains. And I'm nervous. This isn't going to end well. <laughs> I, I had a message from the chairman of the board, who was my boss. And he said, um, look, we got some issues that need to be addressed now. And we want to come to Nashville where Thomas Nelson is. And we want to come and we want to have a meeting with you on Monday morning. And um, I'd really be grateful if you'd be there. I know you said you're going on vacation, but I'd really be grateful uh, to be there. So my heart sank. Yes. You know, I, I showed Gail the email message and I was just shaking my head. And she said, what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know. And she said, well, look, whatever you do, I fully support you. I know this is a tough decision, but whatever you do, I fully support you. And I said, okay. So I thought about my priorities and I thought, okay, uh, Gail comes before my work. My kids come before my work. My own personal health comes before my work. So work for me is about four or five on my priority list. So I responded back to him before we'd gotten off the plane while we were still taxiing in. And I said, you know, unfortunately, as I told you, I'm going to be on vacation and I can't be there. I would really be grateful if you'd reschedule this meeting. If you don't feel like you can do that, then go ahead and come on in. My staff will help you get the answers you need or whatever. And I'll talk to you when I get back, but I won't be checking email this week either. Oh, I'm so proud of you. That had to have been so difficult. Oh, it was so difficult. And it, I, I was scared to death because I didn't know if I was going to get fired or, right. or what. But I knew I wouldn't know for a week because I wasn't going to check. <laughs> <laughs> so, Smart man. Uh, get this. So then I come back and my staff says, 
okay, yeah, they came in. But uh, it was such a non-event. All the questions they asked could have been answered on email. We're not sure why they came in. Wow. But it was a total waste of our time. And it was just inconsequential. But here's the thing that it, it did for me, Amy. Having that list of priorities gave me courage in the moment when I desperately needed it to be able to say yes to what mattered most, which was my wife and my own health. Yes. And I was able to say no to something that was important, but not as important as these other two priorities. So that second question really is designed to give you the courage. The first one, clarity about where you're going. The second one, courage in order to get there. So speaking of courage, this reminds me, just the other day, I got to talk to Christy Wright. Do you know who that is? She works with the Ramsey Group. You heard? I don't. I, okay. No, I don't. I know so the she, she puts yeah. on a big event for women entrepreneurs with the Ramsey Group. And I got to talk to her yesterday and she was talking to me about balance. And she said that her definition of balance is knowing when to do the right thing at the right time. And I think that comes back to what you're saying too, not just about balance, but priorities, doing the right thing at the right time. When you have priorities, that becomes a whole lot easier, knowing what matters. Absolutely, because in a sense, you're pre-thinking the decision. You know, when, when it's not, you know, you feel the pressure. Uh, I mean, this is the kind of thing that enables me to say to somebody who asks me, and you probably get this too, the random person who wants to meet with me and pick my brain. And, you know, I respect that first of all. And, and my heart is that I would like to have help everybody that asks. Right. But, you know, I think to myself, you know, I haven't seen my mom and my dad for two weeks. And I'm not going to say yes to some random person if it means saying no to my parents, because they're 81 and 82, and I'm not going to have them forever. Right. Or saying no to, you know, attending one of my grandkids' plays or soccer game or whatever. So again, it just gives me courage, but I pre-think it before I get the pressure on me. Which is, I think that's a huge key. I love that, definitely. Okay, so first question, how do I want to be remembered? Second question, I have what matters most, but what is it officially? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's yeah, good. Yeah, so what's, what's most important to you or what matters most to you? Okay, you? great. And what's the third question? The third question is, how do I get from here, wherever here is in any of these major life accounts, to where I want to be. This is so fun. So this is where you get even more clear on your envisioned future. So um, we teach you through the process to, to be able to state in a paragraph what it is you want in each of the major, uh, we call them life accounts, but in each of the major life accounts. So get crystal clear on an ideal future. You know, you don't have to be there yet. You're not going to be there yet, but you got to know what you're working toward. So I'll give you an example. This is my health account, and here's what I say. I say, I am lean and strong, possessing vibrant health and extraordinary fitness. My heart is strong and healthy. My arteries are supple and clear of obstructions. My autoimmune system is in excellent condition. I'm disease, infection, and allergy resistant. I have more than enough energy to accomplish the tasks I undertake. This is because I control my mental focus, work out six days a week, choose healthy foods, take supplements as needed, and get adequate rest. Okay, That's that is some powerful question. stuff. So that, I, I just, I, I have clarity about what I want my health to be. Or let me just give you one more real quick. And this is my one for uh, my relationship with Gail. Okay. And it looks like this. My love for Gail grows daily. She's my best friend, my intimate ally, my partner, and my lover. 
There's no one I would rather spend time with than her. We share with one another our deepest dreams, our secret fears, and our most profound experiences. We're always learning new things together. Though not perfect, our marriage is a model and an encouragement to others. Just That's what I want for my it, marriage. Yes, and just putting it out there, it just becomes so much more real. Yes, and it creates pull power. Okay, what you know, is so, this pull power? Okay, so this, you know, rather than feeling like you're being driven by some need to do something, what we're saying is create a compelling vision of the future, a, f- a future state that just rocks your socks off. Something that if you could have that, it would be worth making decisions to pursue it. It would, be, it would um, make it worth making the investment required to really attain that. Okay. So it's got to it's got to be compelling to you. I can't, I can't write this for you. You can't write it for me. I can't write it for Gail. Each person has to decide on what that is. Then once we get that envisioned future, then we come down to the current reality. And there's going to be a gap. You know, maybe um, you write a, a health statement like I just said, an envisioned future statement like that, and you realize you know the truth is I'm 40 pounds overweight. I'm a couch potato. I'm eating junk food, and I don't feel like I have any energy and I'm not sleeping very well on top of that. You realize, okay, there's a gap. And then you come down to, once you get the current reality is, what are the specific commitments I'm going to make to try to bridge that gap? Now, here's where people get hung up. You do not need a complex action plan where the entire path from here to there is mapped out. It's more like taking a trip, like for us, we'll go on a vacation to Florida. We know where we're going and we kind of know the path that's going to get there. But if we're driving at night, the headlight's going to illumine, you know, 50 to 100 yards. That's enough. And so most of us know what steps we need to take to get started. And that's the important thing. What are the specific commitments? You know, if I was somebody, if I, if I was overweight and I wanted to lose weight, you know, maybe it's that I'm just going to start tracking everything I eat in my fitness pal. Or I'm going to stop eating carbohydrates and sugar and I'm going to just focus on clean eating. You know, it's these little commitments that we're going to make. Because here's, here's the power of this, is that it's um, the power of incremental change over time. A lot of people think, and by the way, this is true in internet marketing too. They think they're going to swing for the fences. They're going to win the lottery. They're going to get this great big giant hit. But that's not usually how it works. And you talked about this in your most recent podcast that I listened to about products and how you grew a product over time by just incrementally improving it. Right. And it got massive results eventually. But it wasn't like, you know, you needed this big hit out of the gate. You refined it over time. And I think that's how it is for most of the areas in our life where we want to see progress. I don't care if it's, you know, our marriage or our finances or our health. It's just this power of incremental change over time. Little decisions that add up to big results. I mean, that's what makes it so powerful, I think. Sometimes I forget the, that those little decisions are making such a big impact in my life. And the way I think about things sometimes, and this really messes me up, so I have to be careful, is that I, I need to make those big strides in order to see big results. And so I love that you reminded me, even with that special product I talked about in just the last episode, episode 100, where it's just those little tweaks and two millimeter shifts that I make every single day to see really big results. And I think that's kind of what is happening in this book as well. Yeah, exactly. I I had a pilot that uh, wrote me today on on Twitter and he just said, 
you know, he said, I'm a pilot. And he said, 95% of the time, an airplane is flying, it's off course. <laughs> and we're just doing these micro adjustments to keep it on course so that we land at the destination. And I think that's how it is with life. Now, unfortunately, most people are not making those micro corrections because they don't have a clear destination. So and so true. they're drifting off course and some of them are crashing. But if we know where we're going and we're willing to be honest with where we are, then we can be patient to take the steps we need to be at a different place. And one of the liabilities of social media, and I know both of us love social media. I wrote a book on it. You did too. But uh, the thing about it, if we're, if we're not careful, is that social media can cause us to compare ourselves. Oh, yes. And so, and so then we're saying, oh, my gosh, you know, that guy just came out of the blue and he must have done something massive. And, you know, we don't realize all the work that went into that, all the incremental decisions that were made to get, get where they are. It's so true. Can you imagine all the amazing stories that are going to come your way from people that are reading this book? It's just out. So you probably don't have a bunch yet, but imagine what they're going to sound like and what they're going to look like. Well, the fun part of this is uh, Daniel and I actually have been coaching people. He, he's been doing this for about 20 years. I've been coaching people, both people that worked for me and uh, now some of my clients uh, through the process for about 15 years. So we've got, this is a crazy thing. We've got organizations that are buying this book by the thousands of copies, like Nike, like Wells Fargo, like uh, Premier Lending, wow. because the CEOs of those companies know that all this stuff in life is connected and they want employees that are totally engaged. They want people that are focused and productive. And if you've got a, mar a marriage going south or a health crisis, you're thinking about that. You're not present at work. And I think the thing that, that is exciting to me about the, the book, Amy, is that we really want to help people to be present in their lives so that when you're at work, you could be fully present. You're not worried about your health. You're not worried about your kids. You're not worried about your marriage because there's other time for that. But you can be fully engaged and fully focused. On the other hand, when you're with your kids or with your, when you're with your spouse, you can be totally present. And you're not thinking about your work or your next launch or why that lead magnet's not working like it should. You exactly. can be fully present. It's really a different kind of life when you can be fully present. And it's something that I think we constantly need to be really thinking about the importance of and putting it into practice every day. So I am so, so excited that you came here to talk about this because I think even in this short conversation, I'm pretty sure people are already thinking, okay, I got to get the book. I need to do this. And I want to put a challenge out there to anybody who's listening. If you're thinking, I've got to get this book and we'll tell you in a second where to go to get it. I want you to really take action on it because I know I'm going to do the same. I've already started diving into the book so I could prepare for today. So let's say in the next 72 hours, when you get your hands on that book, dive into it and start doing it. Cause this isn't just a read, right, Michael? Like we are doing right. something we're taking, we're doing exercises. Yes. And, and the thing that we do is we say, read through the book. And one of the things we ask you to do is to set aside a day where you'll create your life plan. It's much like journaling, but we walk you through the process. We have templates, which I'll give to you here in a second. So we guide you through the process, but one day. Now get this. The average person spends five hours preparing to shop for a car. The average, <laughs> yes, yeah. the average bride, and I, four of my five daughters are now married. So you I know, know this, this well. <laughs> the average bride spends 39 days preparing for a wedding. Jeez. And most of us spend a lot of time preparing for a one-week vacation, but we're asking you to spend one day, that's all, one day, get away from it all, unplug, and if you, if you do that, you'll come out the other end 
with a draft of a life plan that we guarantee you will be a game changer. And that's all we're asking. It's all the book leads up to that point. Okay. That's a really amazing promise. And I believe it to be true for sure. So tell people where they can go to get their hands on your brand new book. Yeah. So if you go to livingforwardbook.com, we've got links to all the major retailers. You know, you can go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble or iTunes or whatever, wherever you want to buy the book. And you could just buy it at a bricks and mortar uh, store as well. And then here's the cool thing. If you come back and this is actually through the end of next week. I don't know exactly what that date is. Probably we ought to say it in case people are listening past that. I think it's like uh, Friday the 11th of March. We have some amazing bonuses. And so all you have to do is plug in your receipt number there, and that'll validate it, and we'll send you the, the bonus material, including, this is pretty exciting, an adult coloring book based on the book. Well, that's something new. That's like a thing now. Did you know that? No, that's kind of cool. Adult coloring books are a big deal. So some of the sayings for the book and all that are there. But we also have some uh, audio training that goes with the book. Uh, We have something called a life profile assessment that allows you to self-evaluate in all the major categories of life. And then we make some recommendations based on the results you get. And then in addition to that, we have the free life planning templates, Microsoft Word, iWork Pages, and Evernote. So you can create your life plan and, and you don't have to recreate the wheel. So here's the deal, guys. If you're listening to this the day it goes out, I'm going to email my entire list so they should be able to know that this is timely because you'll have about 24 hours, maybe 48 hours to take action on these extra bonuses. So do it now. Do not wait. All right. Thank you so very much, Michael. You know that I talk about you all the time. I love everything you do. And for you to be on my show is truly a treat. So thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you so much. And congratulations on 100 episodes, man. I celebrate it. Yours is one of my can't miss podcasts. <laughs> oh, wow. Coming from you, that means the world. So thank you so very much. And you have a wonderful day. You bet. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Michael as much as I have. I love this book and I'm going to do my one day life plan as Michael suggested. And I hope you do as well. Just go to livingforwardbook.com to get all the details. I can't wait to see you again next week. And thanks again for tuning in. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com. 